Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at brotofantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up to the minute TD updates on game day and up to the minute start sit decisions. And of course, youtube.com slash brotofantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are in the summer heat wave still, yeah. and the heat wave is going through Miami. Ongi, ongi, dongi, Miami. I, j- j- what? Jason, why'd you do that? Um, we're back, of course. It's me, That's your what Tim host. Tim was doing in Miami in Tim, back in his heyday. That's right. It's your host, Tim Petrop, here at my brother Michael yep. and my brother Jason. So. And we are breaking down every single team in the NFL throughout the week of August. Let's start also, before we even start. Finishing the AFC East. We're finishing the AFC East, and you can find us on YouTube for this. Go see our beautiful faces. Um, so let's start in the AFCs and let's start with the offensive outlook where we take a look at the coaching staff and what they have in store for the offense. Their new head coach is Brian Flores. Uh, he's the head coach after 14 years in various roles in New England. Um, Chad O'Shea also comes over from New England. He was there for 10 years as New England's wide receiver coach. So there's not much to go on because neither of these guys have had any type of role like head coach or coordinator before, and none of them have ever called plays. But we can guess they're going to have some type of New England-style system, which means, of course, that we aren't going to know anything. And the first thing we're not going to know about, let's start with the first position of interest, is quarterback. Ryan Fitzmagic right now, or Fitzpatrick for you know you layman's out there, um, is 35 years old. Um, he got signed before Josh Rosen got traded to Miami. Um, I think it's just a matter of time, no matter how good Fitzpatrick plays, that Rosen plays because Miami's going to be a bad team from all indications. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to see what you have in Rosen before you make a top pick on a quarterback next year. So it's probably going to be Rosen. I'm personally staying away from this situation, even if I'm in a two-quarterback league, unless I need a two-quarterback backup, then I'm going to take Fitzpatrick or Rosen. Um, Jason, I mean, are you deviating from the plan at all for fantasy purposes i want ryan fitzpatrick really that's what interesting do you mean? this guy's a gunslinger who's not afraid to do it when the pressure's not on and there's not going to be a lot of pressure when miami is the team he's playing for he, he broke the damn true throw value charts he's number one by a large margin just that he only played like five nine games like true. seven and a half so he's down on the bottom with the injured players and the backups but he would have been number one. He was insanely efficient. It was. It's mostly buoyed by the first two weeks where he was like insanely good. But then if you look at Josh Rosen, he's second to last. 
He just wasn't very good. I think that right now, and then early reports in camp are that Josh Rosen hasn't looked very good, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is slinging it. I mean, to be fair, we're three days into camp at the time of this recording. I know, but Ryan Fitzpatrick's always someone who's going to look better than the other guy in practice, I feel like. Listen, if I'm investing in a Miami receiver, I want Ryan Fitzpatrick to be the quarterback. Yeah. For the quarterbacks in general, though, they're, I mean, QB2, I guess, whichever one's starting, but. I wouldn't trust them, really. Fitzpatrick more so than Rosen. I'm with Jason there. All right, so let's go over to the wide receivers then. Albert Wilson um, is someone that's on definitely the fantasy lit, uh, uh, radar. Flashed some greatness before getting hurt last season. Um, how do you guys feel about Albert Wilson? He's someone that I drafted in the Scott Fishbowl League because of his ginormous upside. Um, I like his skills. He's a blazer. He's athletic. Uh, he seems like he has a good head in his shoulders. Uh, a lot of people made fun of this signing of Albert Wilson, and now all of a sudden a year later, not so funny anymore. Jason, let's start with you. How do you feel about Albert Wilson coming into the year? I think he's uh, being a little... I feel like he's being a little overvalued at the moment. It depends where he's going. I think people are getting a little too hyped up on Albert Wilson, thinking he's going to be a wide receiver two or some crazy shit. So if his ADP keeps climbing, I'm going to let someone else take him. But if he stays in the back end of drafts, you can get him as the third, fourth guy on your bench, then I don't have a problem with it because... He's a very dynamic person, and if Brian Flores is going to bring over a Patriots offense with him, you want someone who's going to be playing in the middle of the field, a slot receiver who can do something with the ball, and that's most likely going to be Albert Wilson. But let's not forget that he's been in the league for a while. We haven't really seen him do it for a long time. We haven't seen him stay. He got hurt last year when he was put into a bigger role. But, so he, did, a, but he did have success when he was there. He did have success, yes. So I see why people are attracted to him. I'm not going to go into the season super happy if Albert Wilson's my first receiver off my bench. Michael? Uh, I mean, I'm okay with him being a wide receiver for. He was a viable starter every year that every excuse me, every week that he was healthy last season, he was explosive out of the slot. And you could you could say that in Kansas City it's just that that role isn't isn't designed to be good. Like you see Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins didn't have great numbers even when he was playing last year last year. I think it's because Sammy the role Watkins is very consistent. Very consistent? When he's on the field? I mean, yeah, but he for the Chiefs last year, I'd happy I'd be happy to have him as my wide receiver three. I don't know. I think that role doesn't really that. speak to to that much fantasy production. Let's talk about another guy, Jason, a darling of your stat. If you don't know, true throw value, true target value, um, gives and assigns uh, a value to every throw a quarterback makes, whether it's complete or incomplete, and every target a wide receiver gets, whether it's incomplete or complete. And it's one of the best tools to make you make start-sit decisions because all of a sudden, when you have a guy who, let's say someone struggles against a guy with Kenny, St- Kenny Stills type, um, I don't know, je ne sais quoi. Um, you know, <laughs> he, they, Kenny Stills probably going to get a lot of targets. Is that good? Is that bad? Last year, Jason identified a game where he thought Kenny Stills can get more targets than usual, and he saw that when Kenny Stills gets targets, it's usually efficient and well. He started Kenny Stills that day. And he ended up going for a crazy number. So, Jason, Kenny Stills, do you think he still has that potential to be a in-and-out kind of guy every week that you can play him in? With Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm, yes. Okay. Um, we saw, I, think, I think you're sleeping on Josh Rosen a I bit, man. So. He had the worst offensive line, no weapons. But we that's know true. what the gunslinger Fitzpatrick can do with that's, the deep ball. I mean, was, that's also He was true. very good with Brandon Marshall. Last year, Deshaun Jackson was a valuable wide receiver because Fitzpatrick was throwing him the ball deep. Winston came in. Djax fell off the earth. So Fitz isn't afraid to throw it deep, and I think Kenny still is a good combo there. So as long as Fitzpatrick's starting, I think 
Stills will be in the flex conversation. But like we know who Stills is at this point. Like it's not like Stills is gonna break out in a big way or something. He's gonna continue to be. If Rosen's quarterback though, he's gonna be a flex. I he don't could think be. So. I don't think so. Either way, more often than not, you probably shouldn't have Kenny Stills in your starting lineup. Sure. Yeah. Uh, another guy, Devontae Parker. I think. Look. This happens every year. Yeah. If you're really talented, because you can blame Adam Gase all you want, if you're really talented and you're Devontae Parker, this is your last chance. So, I mean, this is a guy who could surprise people and be a, a major wide receiver at some point. No. I disagree. <laughs> it would have happened no. by now. You're, you're the people. No, man. You're the, you're the one. Nah. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what I'm saying is if you're blaming it on Gase, if that's your theory, no Gase should mean Parker with some production. No, I'm blaming it on the fact that Devontae Parker has never done anything in his life. Honestly, if you're drafting Devontae Parker, you might as well just go into the season with a bench spot. Yeah, That's how we, I'm looking at it. We've all seen people who can flash before a game starts, and they get in the game, and they're just trash. Yeah. Um, Guy, I, guys with, like, guys like Doriel Green, Beckham, and people like that, they're all these, they're always this tall wide receiver. You're like, yeah, he's great. And then they just go on the field, and they don't know how to play football. Darren so. Waller. You ever seen the movie <laughs> um, Bend It Like Green Beckham? That was rough. And that's the end that of this. Rough. Uh, that rough. <laughs> uh, one last wide receiver I just want to shout out, Jakeem Grant. He's not really someone to own, but if you're in an all-purpose yards league, like Michael and I were last year, and Jason. Jason. Sorry, Jason was on that Thanks, team. Sorry. Uh, you know, me and Michael share a baseball team, so I automatically go to share with Michael. Um, yeah, there you go. I think he's a great play in that. Um, let's go to the running backs. All right. Da-na-na. This is it, because Jason... Once Adam Gase got fired in Miami, Jason had a parade. He said, finally, Kenyon Drake has been freed. And then the early reports out of camp and early practices are that Kalen Balaj is actually the guy who's getting the carries. So this is something that no matter what we think, you're going to have to monitor up until the very last second to make a decision. I want to preface what you said. I'm the Kenyon Drake guy. Once, no, no, no. Once Brian (laughs) Flores... Came in, I wasn't as happy. If you're bringing a New England offense, that's not good for us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But look, we went over this in one of our recent heat waves with with Kenny. We brought up Kenny Drake because he was 41st in carries last year with 120 and 14th in receptions for running backs to 53. Turned that into RB17 overall. I don't really like to look at end of season stats, but RB17 overall with those with those opportunities is not something to do easily. Especially when you're in an Adam Gase offense now, as we know, Adam Gase is gone. So now it's Brian Flores. But Kalen Balaj, the first few days of training camp, apparently has been working with the early down, uh, working with the starters. <sighs> it's blowing my mind. No one's going to convince <laughs> me that Kalen Balaj is better than Kenyon Drake he's because not. he's not. Drake's going to be the pass catching back, too. I think it's going to be very similar to last year. Drake is going to end somewhere in the running back 17 range and is going to look all good and dandy at the end of the year. But then when you look back, you're going to see how many times he was on your bench and didn't produce. I mean, and produced. So if you want someone in the sixth round who you can start, who who's going to be up and down, but by the end of the year will have good numbers, it's going to be Kenyon Drake. I like Kenyon Drake, but I think Kalen Balash. I don't know. I'm going to stay away if, at first. I drafted Kenyon Drake in the Scott Fish Bowl, so not the best reports in terms of that. But... I still believe in Kenyon Drake's receiving ability. And look, if it's a situation, if it's a New England situation where Balaj is kind of the first and second down back, and then you have Kenyon Drake as a receiving back, a la James White, I'm trying to have the new version of James White on my team. So, I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world if you're a Kenyon Drake owner. I'd rather pay yeah. for Drake than take Balaj. 
know well, Bilal's people, going for like free at this moment, but this it's, it's new reports. I know a lot of people are saying otherwise, but I'd still want Drake. Um, yeah. Let's let's move over to the tight end, Mike Gusecki. He he's in his second year, had a really down first year, but is one of those spark athletes that go off the go off the rails. Also, second years tends to be a breakout for tight ends. Not only that, now you have Brian, Brian Flores coming in. He is in, from New England. Now, wasn't on the offensive side of New England, but is from New England. Chad O'Shea from the offensive side of New England. They use Gronk better than anyone else. Gasecki not as big as Gronk, but kind of like that athletic receiving tight end. Uh, is there any... Is, do, you, do you feel like he has a chance to break out this year? I think that... I'm not saying yes, but I think there's like a 30-35% chance that he becomes a fantasy viable every week tight end. Yeah, Kasiki was one of my uh, fireworks, my latest round firework in our fireworks episode. Listen to that if you haven't yet. Because this dude, he's a freak. He's like a 100 percentile spark athlete for people who don't know. He basically is 98th percentile or better in almost every metric. He's like 6'4". He's ginormous. He already kind of broke Twitter on his first day in camp catching a touchdown over someone. So, I mean, if... Brian Flores and Chad O'Shea bring over the New England style of getting their best players of all. Gasicki could definitely have a nice season this year if they if Gasicki doesn't practice well and they don't think he's going to be on the field. Like last season, only 22 receptions, 200 yards, no touchdowns. Then it could be pointless. But Gasicki is one of my favorite like late round dart throw targets because if he doesn't produce, you could always release him. If he does produce, getting a tight end in the last round of a draft to actually be like a tight end one for you is a steal and a half, especially how the tight end landscape is. And not to flex or anything, but I'm going to dust your shoulder off because when Michael says the word dart throw, listen, because he was on fire with those random ass dudes who would have two touchdowns and 100 yards last it's year. true. My dart crazy. throws of the week were... Particularly last him. year, it was like every single week, Michael named a mad random person and they went and they went off. Um, Jason, you on the same boat? Yeah, I'm all about um, getting Gasicki late in a draft. Hmm. Why not? Jason was a Gasicki hater last year, but again, rookie tight ends. Rookie tight ends. He's not a rookie anymore. With I'd rather have Gasicki over all the rookie tight ends. With that being said, PSA, don't fall in love with your fantasy players because they're going to break your heart. And But be open to falling in love with new guys, if that I'm makes sense. I'm still in love. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> uh, you can find us next week. Injury. Injury away. One injury away, Tim. Come on now. Damn, I almost made segment, it. This is the bro. eighth one. And I and I made it risk free. Anyway, I'm, I'm impressed. So one far, injury though. away. I'm gonna start because you know uh, we already talked about this, guys. Kalen Balazs, Kalen Balazs or Kenyon Drake. If one of them goes down, the other one will be a really really hot fantasy commodity. Um, really hot. I'm going third string running back. I'm going Miles Gaskin. Okay, five nine running back, seventh round pick out of Washington. I don't believe in Kalen Balazs. I don't think he's a good running back, and I think that. Maybe without even an injury, we could see Gaskin play. Hmm. And if one of them does go down, I think Gaskin will be better than Blanche. I think they're they're all small. Mine mine is Kenyon Drake. Because if Kenyon Drake gets hurt and people pay up for Kalen Balage, they're gonna be disappointed. If Kalen Balage gets hurt and people pay up for Kenyon Drake, they're gonna be excited. The lesson of the day, stay away from Miami wide receivers. Uh another lesson <laughs> is come over here and What are you talking join about? Us. That's not what we said. I mean, we're, we're all going with running backs injury away, so stay away from the wide receivers that aren't starting, at least. Sure. Yeah, well, anyway. why are you going <laughs> to invest in a fourth-string receiver on the Dolphins? Yes, why are you going to invest with a third-string running back? It's a better <laughs> bet. Baskin is a good name. Exactly, it's a better too. bet. Um, you could find us at Brodo Fantasy on yep. Twitter. You could also find Michael at? 
Mike underscore Patrop. Jason at? Jason Patrop. You can find me at Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy for a bunch of extras and to support the show. YouTube.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Also, uh, what else? Did I miss anything? Brodo Fantasy. I got, I've got Patreon. Oh, BrotoFantasy.com, of course, our one-stop shop for everything Broto Fantasy. We're coming at you tomorrow with the AFC North. Stay tuned. Later.